Evening. A question tonight. Yes. The question is from Sri Prayo Bhakti Rasarnava. There generally, <coughs> as you've spoken and uh, generally in the Shastra, it's saying that there's four types of cowherd boys. Um, but one part in the Prayo Bhakti Rasarnava, it says there's six. And the two extra being um, comical buffoon and artistic, just artistic. And so my question is, what is that? It doesn't explicitly say that there's some ca like subcategory of Priyanarmasaka, or um, because it seems like someone like Madhu Mungo would be put into Priyanarmasaka and also comical buffoon. <laughs> and, also <laughs> and then also about, it's kind of a two-part question. The second part is about the artistic uh, Saka. Is it, because from my understanding that many of the boys might have some artistic thing like with the pigments and the flowers and like that so I'm just wondering if you could talk about those two Shinanam Thakur Ki Jai Prayo Bhakti Rasarnava Ki Jai Well of course Nanananda Thakur's book very much uh, follows uh, Rupa Goswami in Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu and Ujbal Nilmani and um, in Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu Rupa Goswami uh, singles out four basic types of um, Krishna's friends, Sakas, uh, Suhrit Sakas, Priya Sakas, Priyanarma Sakas. Um, the first two being what's referred to by Rupa Goswami as examples of Sankul Bhav. So they have their Sakas, they're defined by their fraternal relationship with Krishna, but they're uh, fraternal love is bundled together with either, in the case of the Sakas, with Dasya, or in the case of the Suhrit Sakas, with, uh, with Vatsalya, um, which they experience occasionally and, and independently of Saki, because neither Dasya nor Vatsalya are compatible to mix with uh, with Sakya. And then the Priya Sakas, of course, are um, uh, sometimes referred to, uh, I mean, I think uh, Rupa uses the term and, and it's echoed by Nanana in the talk work. Uh, Kaval is a, compared to Sankul. Kaval means it's only exclusive, singular, so they're only purely in uh, fraternal love and Sakirasa. And then you have the Priyanarma Sakas, which are a different category there, like Priyasakas plus. And uh, because mm, fraternal love is compatible, with romantic love, uh, they can they can be mixed, um, and so we find in the Priyanarmasakas uh, active participation in Krishna's romantic life, and uh, uh, the principal Priyanarmasakas of, of our concern in Gaudiya Sampradaya are all um, uh, associated also with um, with Radha and. Uh, 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 gopis in her her camp, her her group, whom they empathize with as they do with with Krishna, and and um, in that way play a role in the romantic uh, um, uh, affairs of Krishna and, and the gopis. And then in in Ujbal Nilmani, in the in the very in the second chapter of that uh, book, which is kind of a sequel to. Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, wherein in the Sindhu, Rupa Goswami deals very briefly with Madhurya Rasa, more extensively with Sakya Rasa, Vatsalya Rasa, Dasya, and even Shanta Rasa. Um, and so in Ujjwal Nilmani, the whole book is basically um, an elaboration on um, Madhurya Rasa. And th these are both uh, actually books of Tattva, Rasa Tattva, um, although in the context of explaining the Tattva, then examples from Leela are given uh, to help us um, understand um, points of Tattva. So, 
at any rate, in the second chapter of Ujmal Mani, there are the the, uh, the 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 two other groups that you mentioned that Nanan Thakur mentions um, are are mentioned therein as well. I forget the term for the artistic type, but the the joker, the buffoon, uh, is a is a vidusaka. That's the Sanskrit term. And um, yes, I would. Uh, I'm going to give a brief answer here, but I would look at those as add-ons to the four basic groups, but not independent, separate groups themselves. So Madhu Mangal, which you uh, bring up, the Brahman, um, the farcical Brahman of, of Braj, uh, is a good example because... Um, he is a bidusaka, he's a joker, and um, a uh, comical uh, person in all respects, but um, he is, uh, and identified as such, um, as is Vasant uh, as well, although, um, again, there are going to be different names that are mentioned by the Goswamis, but some of them are going to be repeated Throughout their texts and, and and in their lila grantas, those persons are going to appear, and, and these are persons that are more significant to us, that are more in the focus of the Gaudiya lens of looking at the affair uh, of, of 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 the Brajalila. Um, so, you know, we're, we're kind of just looking at a certain section of it, and it's a very Radha-centric um, perspective. So. As there are, for example, gopas who are priyanarmasakas, who have empathy for Radha and Krishna, and 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 are um, uh, identified e, uh, with a, a group leader in Sakyarasa and a group leader in Madhurya Rasa, in Radha's camp, there are going to be those in Chandravali's camp, and and this group gopi group leader and and and, and other. Um, um, s- such uh, gopis who have a um, uh, some bog type of relationship with Krishna, who want to have, who are direct romantic lovers of Krishna, like like Radha is. So they're so their assistants, whatnot. You, you, we hear Chandravali and then uh, Padma, uh, Manjari, and, and so forth, uh, or Priyasaka and. Saki and, and so forth, but we're just getting a, like looking at it in the focus uh, on the brudges in a certain area. So, therefore, the names of Manumangal or Subal or um, uh, um, um, Ujbal and so forth, they're emphasized, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, again, Vasant is another Vidusaka. His name is mentioned, but we don't find him in any of really of the Lila Grantas uh, uh, Lila narratives playing a role. I mean, he does, and so forth. But um, but comparatively, Madhu Mangal is a Vidusaka that's singled out, and and he's he's considered also as a, a, a king car. A servant of Radha, hmm? as a Subal uh, or or Lalita, he would come under this uh, this uh, um, Mongol under the under the leadership from a Madhuri Ras point of view of of, of Lalita Saki, who's Anuradha. You know, I mean, she's one of the closest associates of Radha, who's competent to have her own relationship with Krishna, but subordinates herself to, to Radha to serve her. So, so she's another type, not the Manjari type, but another type of 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 of, of Radha Dasyam hmm? or Tadbhav rather than Sambhog. In other words, rather than overtly pursuing a relationship with Krishna, more concerned with helping, in this case, Radha have a relationship with Krishna. Hmm? So, so, so Madhu Mangal, he's also a Vidasaka, but he is um, obviously a Priyanarmasaka as well. So it's, I wouldn't look at them as six 
and you know, you'd have to look at the translation if he's actually. I don't believe he would be saying that they're separate groups, but they're other additional features, so to speak, uh, you know, w within the four basic categories. And each, in, in, with regard to the the rest of your your question, there are um, anubabs. Hmm? Anubabs are uh, um, physical um, expressions hmm? of uh, of the, uh, the the dominant sentiment and. Um, Within the four groups, then, for example, of the sakas, there are some that are common to all of them. Hmm? When you talk about making flowers, garlands, fanning Krishna, wrestling with Krishna, um, and so on and so forth, right? So Rupa Goswami is given like an outline. Hmm? And these are the anubhavs that are common to all the sakas. These are the Anubhavs that are exclusive to the Sakas, to the, 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 who are mixed with Dasya, or, uh, or, or these are the Anubhavs that are particular to the Suhrit Sakas. These are the Anubhavs that are particular to the Priya Sakas, like ripping Krishna's clothes, and uh, that's one of the things they like to do. And, yeah. and then the Priya Narma Sakas. So, for example, a, a, an, an uh, Anubhav, which is particular to them is telling secrets and passing secrets on about uh, the romantic life and, and, and so forth and and speaking in, in layered language in public with one meaning for Krishna and, and with a romantic message and another one um, externally and, and so on and so forth. So, so they have their specifics and then they have common ground where they all come together. And some of the Anubhavs of the Dasyas in Braj also, who, 99% of whom are have their Dasyas tinged with Sakya, some of those Anubhavs are also common Anubhavs for the, um, for all, all the Sakas. Um, I don't have them all in memory here. I've written about it all, played, played it out, taken Rupa Goswami's outline and developed it a little bit more in, in the book that I'm, I'm presently writing, but um, um, uh, that's what I think. Anyway, that how Nanan uh, Natakur uh, is just referring to what's mentioned in Ujmalil Mani, the Vidusakas, and the I forget the other term. Hmm. And it's not that uh, that the the uh, artistic are the only ones that make garlands or, you know, they all, these boys are very, all of them extremely, I mean, talented people. Hmm. If you think that uh, Prem can sing and she can, hmm. uh, these, uh, these boys can sing and they can dance and they can play instruments and they can make instruments out of things in the forest that, you know, are better than, and professionally made instruments and so forth and and they know what to sing at what time and uh and so forth and they startle krishna with their dancing with their singing and uh and 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 then their conversation hmm? the conversation like during the rainy season during the monsoon then they got to take shelter of a cave and it rains and rains and rains and so they just they have to they, they have to sit in a cave and then they open any any topics. Here we are, just nothing to do but talk. So they cover every topic you could possibly imagine comprehensively and uh, from so many different angles. And uh, 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 <laughs> and then it rains so hard that they can't even they can't even hear themselves talk. And nobody wants to leave the cave even. They don't have any desire to even, even move. Right? So the, the very super super, it's just like you see a young young boy, you know, who's young and he seems very talented and bright and 
and polite and, and everything. Take that and multiply it a million fold. <laughs> These are what, what Krishna's friends are like. These people are just absolutely, overwhelmingly extraordinary. They're like Krishna himself. Hmm? And they really are. They're like equal to Krishna. They're equal to Krishna in all ways, practically. Hmm? Krishna slays the different demons, so they, they, each one of them could have done it with one hand. But the Leela Shakti predominates and arranges that only Krishna does it for the purpose of, of, of the Leela and so forth. Hmm? And they feel themselves equal to him. He feels them equal to him. Hmm? So, Shakti, Shaktiman, this, hmm? you, you, you look at it like Radha and Krishna are one, so in all the drasas in Braj, that uh, this is this is the case. But of course, in Thakiras, there's a peculiar idea, or uh, the, the natural idea is that we're equals. Friendship is for for equals. This is one of the things that's shared in Thakiras that that causes the uh, Sakas to think that our our Ras is the best. Hmm. Exactly how I'm feeling. It's exactly how Krishna's feeling. That's not the case in Butsal. Your, your kids aren't feeling exactly like you feel. <laughs> uh, you're not, oh, you know, entirely on the same page about everything, you know. Hmm? Or the teacher and the student, not necessarily either. Hmm? And in and in and in love, romantic love, you kind of don't know what they're thinking. You hope, you know. <laughs> so, but in Sakuras, this this is this, this kind of like. Um, uh, uh, Assurance, uh, certainty, conviction, and so forth, hmm? which, which then makes the, the friends suitable also to some extent for um, m- m- mitigating feelings of separation that the gopis are feeling from Krishna, that the parents are feeling from Krishna, and so forth. Hmm? They can take some of that uh, burden. They don't have any, they don't have any doubt about their relationship with Krishna. When Krishna separates from the from the parents, from the from the, from the gopis, they have some doubt. Is he coming back? The boys are sure he's coming back. He's with us, and so their experience of sportis or hallucinations, as is thought, said, uh, in Krishna's absence, is different than those in parental love and those in those in madhurya love. Um, they don't see the difference between Krishna's hallucinatory, sporty appearance and his presence. The parents, the gopis, they don't even know, know if he's there when he's there. Hmm? Parents, you know, the kids could be gone at any time. We, you know, what's what's on their mind? And love is like that too. It's you know, she loves me, she loves me not. Hmm. Follow. Hmm. It's a big subject. We're kind of veering off a little bit, but uh, I've gone into it in, in, with great uh, uh, personal pleasure in my in the, in the book I'm writing, the name of which I'm thinking of changing, says, incidentally, but working on it. I've pretty much finished the book now, and a few, few more months of details only. So what else? Yeah. You're saying that those two, they're not necessarily subcategories of Priyadharma. Yeah, I wouldn't look at it like that. Yeah. Uh, someone could be a Priyasaka, could be a Priyasaka and be a Vidasaka. It's possible. Hmm? Right. What else? Yes. I was thinking that you touched about the suffering of devotees today in the call, and um, I was thinking about it because I think that sometimes there can be a mentality that my corrupted karma has stopped or is stopping, and you know I shouldn't be suffering or. You know, there can, there can kind of be a mentality like that. Well, I'm a devotee and I shouldn't be suffering. Um, and a few months ago, I started compiling uh, all 
all the suffering that Krishna's devotees <laughs> experienced, and it was shocking. Like, yeah. like Rukmini Devi having her newborn son kidnapped, like such, like suffering beyond. That's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great book you got going there. Yeah. Well, I think that uh, one of the um, one of the reasons for the types of um, suffering that you find in Leela, kind of uh, incidences, for example, that you're, you're collecting, one of the one of the reasons for them is that um, these are features of the Prakat Leela hmm? in this world, and one of the one of the features of the Prakat Leela overall is that it's 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 a teaching Leela also. It's like a trailer to the movie, right? Hmm? Of the Aprakat Leela to give us some experience, some attraction, some uh, a point of entry ultimately, hmm? and so forth. So it has that um, feature. Hmm? Uh, Krishna is appearing in the world for his devotees and particularly for the devotees who who he cannot bear separation from any longer and they cannot either. So there's this meeting ground, right? But in the context of that then it overflows to lesser advanced sadhakas who benefit from kind of lessons, philosophical lessons and insights that can be drawn from the drama of the Leela. Hmm? Um, so it's 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 pregnant with knowledge and insight that's applicable to sadhakas. I, I, indeed, in some respects, the Aprakat Leela is compared to a sadhaka deha. Hmm? So a sadhaka deha, a practitioner's body, is, is a work in progress not that the Leela is a work in progress, but there are both elements in the Sadaka Deha. So there's material elements and there's spiritual. It's a work in progress in that regard, right? Hmm? You're trying to spiritualize your body made up of mind and senses by bringing them in touch with sense objects only for the, for the pleasure of Krishna rather than to foster the identity that arises out of your material identity your material attachments and so forth, right? So, um, so the Prakat Leela has, uh, it's, it's spiritual, but it's in contact with material elements. So there's demons in there and, and, and then there's sadhakas coming in there too. There's sadhakas who, for example, who can, uh, who are entering in to, and, and from there, um, Going to the Aprakat Leela, and then there are also sadhakas who are, and or there and, and not like the like the uh, uh, Yagnapatnis. They couldn't have paraki with Krishna. They still had to take birth in the Prakat Leela, 
as as gopis. They had, but they were in Mathura and they were that such so far along and so forth. So, so that there, there's other elements that aren't there in the Aprakat Leela, and um, and also it's on location, so it's very um, super human like, right? So, so as 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 a as a being pregnant with insight about its nature and also about how to how to enter there hmm? because uh, the devotees in, in the Leela to one extent or another um, set examples that, again that we can learn from now what's happening to them hmm, is different but the, if they're in the drama hmm, and there, uh, the Rukmini's, you know, uh, had her son kidnapped, and it's traumatic, and and so forth. But it's not the same as if your kid was kidnapped. How she's feeling, and how you're feeling, are not the same, hmm? because she's part of the Leela that's being driven by Bhava and so on. But but at the same time, it is an ex- it does set an example. Hmm? For you to how to kind of think about situations like that that might happen to you, hmm? and 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 the basic example as well, what can be done? You know, God's ways are many, and we cannot. Ours is not to reason why, ours is but to do or die, <laughs> to go forward. And and, and 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 what is His far-reaching purpose? Uh, we have confidence in it. We we, we are Sharanagatas. And so he must have a reason for it, and uh, and and we and we and and we see this happens to great devotees in the Leela, even though it's not that's a drama for them, right? So, um, in, in in a drama, you have to have ups and downs, and it creates different moods, and and and, and you know, okay, so what is, what was his name was kidnapped. Perduma, and then something come out of it that was interesting and uh, extraordinary. And Perduma, Ujwal, in, in, in Krishna Leela, hmm. the Cupid hmm. of Krishna Leela. He's a very personification of Madhurya Rasa, personifies as a Priyanarmasaka named Ujwal. <laughs> That's interesting, yeah. So, um, and, and, very clearly is pointed out in Ujjwal Nilamani without that this Madhuri Rasa cannot take take place. Hmm. So anyway, um, so that there there's a lesson to be learned that's kind of setting an example that we can draw from as sadhakas. Hmm. Um, even though our experiences we actually suffer because we're attached. Hmm. Suffering, of course, is is you, you you we can ask about it. Why do you can say why do um, people have to suffer, or why do devotees have to suffer? And from a yogic point of view, the answer is well, it's all in your mind. That sounds like what are you talking about? It's all in my mind. Well, it is all in your mind because all experience, whether happiness or sadness, is all going on in the mind. It's not going into the the body. The body's not experiencing it. The mind is experiencing it, connected to the body, right? If your mind's not there, you can stick someone with a pin, and they're not going to say say ouch, and they're not going to feel it. So it's all in the mind. I mean, it's just a fact. (laughs) Suffering is in the mind. Yoga is is a teaching how to control the mind. Hmm. And then to see the suffering and enjoyment equally. Hmm? Hmm? Suffering arising suffering arising out of the attachment that, that for a moment or for some time gives us happiness. And then that same attachment is turning and turning it, the, the, the same thing into, into sadness, into, into suffering. Hmm? Right? So... It's true. Suffering's in the mind. Here's a remedy to control your mind. You know, 
You say, well, why God allows people to suffer? Right? Why not, here, do yoga, he says. <laughs> he won't suffer. Uh, and it's true. Hmm? Everybody can't swallow that pill, but well, it's pretty hard to argue with, right? Then you have examples of people who control the mind and don't, and don't suffer, even in conditions that otherwise we would. Hmm? Right? Hmm? So... It's just a little bit of an aside about suffering. Why is there suffering in the world? Why God, you know, lets people suffer? And we say it's just in, it's just in your mind, and He's given them. He's told you that and told you how to change it. And it's as a method. It may not be that easy, but hmm, good things, valuable things, are not 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 cheap. So, but at any rate, um, I think that uh, uh, overall the from a sadhaka's point of view, the examples in the Leela, even though those devotees are not being affected by the things that happen to them in the ways that we would if they happened to us, they still speak to us of the fact that, well, in, in the life of a devotee, we move according to Krishna's will, whether it's harder or, or easy, it's really not an issue. We're doing his bidding and 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 of course that of course does away with suffering as well. Hmm? Like yeah, our our worker Juan and I've given this example before in Madhavan, he comes to work and one day I said to him, you know, like, like he was digging a trench the day before, it was pretty hard work. And I thought I'll give him something easier to do today. And so I said that to him, I said, It doesn't matter. Said, my my business is to serve you. It doesn't matter if it whether hard or easy, it doesn't it's just not an issue. It's that it doesn't even this is my dharma, so I do. Hmm. I work for you. So I'm here to do what you want. It's like, wow, this guy's great. <laughs> ready to go to ready to go to Vaikuntha right now. And that's that's why we say sometimes what is the best varna hmm, for for if you were to choose one for for bhakti, then we could choose the Sudra Varna because they already like if you really understand the Sudra, the real Sudra, he's he or she's just that's it, I'm servant. They don't think about why you're sitting up there. Of course you're up there. You're the master. I'm a servant. They're just like, it's like running through their blood. I'm a servant. That's what I am. That's what I do. I'm a laborer. That's that's, that's me. It's not a problem. <laughs> they're not trying to be something else. They're comfortable with that. They like that. So, anyway, so, um, so, uh, Pandavas and others, Pandavas are often cited as an example, just to say to us, well, you know, even great devotees, uh, ups and downs are, are there and so forth in the context of serving Krishna, but how do they deal with it? How did Kunti deal with it? She said, let these things happen again and again, because by remembering them, uh, by re- but because when they happened, they caused us, they, they served as negative impetus to remember you and by remembering you, what happens? What did she say? Kunti said, we pray that the things that happened to us that looked like suffering and were all the problems, that they will happen again. Because when they happened to us, it, caused, it provided negative impetus for us to think about you even more intensely. And... By thinking about you more intensely, what? What did she say was the result? Hmm? Pardon? No, she said, in this context, she said, we overcome birth and death. Implication being, we overcome all suffering by this. Hmm? The appearance of birth and death. It's just an appearance. You don't die. There's no suffering. (laughs) There's no death. Right, hmm. birth and death are just an appearance. That's wow. <laughs> That's pretty ex- ex- extraordinary. So she said, by that, re- we overcome all suffering altogether. That's it's all included, right? With the inside of birth and death is what disease and old age. So Janma Mritya Jaravadi Darshanam. This is what the Buddha thought, right? He was kept. Caged within the within the uh, he was the prince caged within the kingdom the king didn't let him go outside 
because the astrologer's chart said that this, this boy could go either way. He could be a prince or he could be an ascetic. The last thing his father wanted was this, was the was the boy to be an ascetic. He wanted him to be a prince and be the next king and so forth. So somehow he uh, managed to find his way outside the palace doors and um, and, uh, and he experienced along the road. He saw he goes birth. He, he saw birth. Saw a child being born. He saw someone dying. He saw old age. He saw disease. Once he saw these things, and he and the the driver of his chariot, when he asked, "What's that?" He said, "That's birth." And he said, "Everybody's got to experience that." And this is death. Everybody's got to experience that. Disease. Everybody's got to experience that in some measure. In old age, everybody's got to get old. And so seeing this thing once. Gita says, Janma mrityu jarabhyari dukho doshanadarshanam. One who understands birth, death, disease, and old age to be the whole thing. He, that, that, what the whole ball of wax here. That, that he's, he's actually seen. Hmm? Things for This is the Buddha. Buddha avatar ki jai. Hmm, right? And so, seeing it once, he became an ascetic. Never returned to the kingdom. Again, he thought, if this is, what's the goose of being a king? so-called, hmm, if they have to encounter these things. So instead he, well, he headed for making a solution to these problems, to step out of the of the samsara. Right? So, so Kunta Devi says, by remembering you hmm, in the face of adversity, which we do because we're devotees, hmm, so we think of you anyway, and at times... There's positive impetus to think more dearly about you when we, we meet another devotee hmm, of yours and he's talking about you in, in ways that we hadn't thought about you, multifaceted as you are. And so we're, we're, it, it becomes as an udipana, a stimulus for our own love, which is already there, smoldering, and then the flame starts to come. Hmm? Hmm? Right? And so that's the positive impetus like that. And then there's the negative impetus. Hmm? Because I've taken shelter of Krishna as my maintainer and my protect. Something happens and I think, oh, Krishna, why is this happening? I don't know, but you must have some. I put my life in your hands for some reason. So, um, and, and as a result, the negative impetus, again, that coal, smoldering coals turns into a flame and I'm remembering you more intensely, and hmm, that result is end of all problems, end of birth and death, the parameters within which all the suffering is occurring, right? So I think that's how you basically, hmm, from her example, it's a good one, in the lives of the Pandavas, which are often, some of the examples you're bringing up are interesting, I hadn't thought of, but the Pandavas are often cited as examples. And, of course, um, it's a drama, so, you know, in one sense, for different reasons, you can say the Leela Shakti, for Krishna's pleasure, is arranging these things to bring out different things, but one of them being a teaching that's shared for the sadhakas in this world that they can, they can learn from and apply then in their practicing lives. Does that help? Yeah. They do act it. Well, yeah, um, it's uh, it's part of the drama. Um, what I mean by that is um, that in their separation, in all of their the traumatic things that might happen, might happen to them, they're they're always. Uh, somehow uh, in, in bliss at the same time. It's like everything here is really bad, even the goods. You know, everything there is really good, even the bads. Something like that. They're like, you know, worlds apart. You had a question? Um, it, um, her question made me think, um, in the Christian church, they always say that when you're at your lowest or you're going through garbage, whatever, that puts you in the perfect spot. Yeah, there's an interesting idea that in the in the world today, there's a I think a popular idea that if you're living in this world for another life, you're really missing out. 
Yeah, that's, that seems like a weirdest thing. You're like, wow, what an impoverished idea. You're living for the next life, you know, this life, and you're not taking advantage of living a full emotional life, all the possibilities, um, and, uh, and so forth. I'm just reminded of that from, for some reason, from what what you what you, you what you brought up. Um, but um, it's such an illusion. Hmm? It's such an illusion hmm? because there is an afterlife. <laughs> there is more than what meets the eye, and that's what we're looking. We're not missing what's what's there before the eyes and the senses to experience. But we're finding that there's more than that. Hmm? That's the whole point. Therefore, we're losing interest in the in the less, hmm? and getting and getting getting more, hmm? right? So it's a rich life, yeah. Had a question about Sankachuda. Sankachuda. Uh huh. I think you're referring to something in a Purana that identifies Sudam with Sankachuda and maybe Tulsi with somebody else or something like that. But I want to say to you this, that the Goswamis don't cite that at all. Therefore, we don't listen to it. Hmm? There are many stories and many Puranas talking about things from different angles and so forth, by which they, they you know, they're making their case to people in Tamagun or Rajagun, Satvagun. We just take what we've, we, we, we're confident the Goswamis have looked comprehensively. They've drawn from it what's important, what's the best way to look at it, the, the deepest, most profound and rewarding lessons to learn and so forth, and angle of vision. And we, we follow that. Sudam Gopakijai. <laughs> charges with regard to that um, that story is that it occurs within the Vaikuntha, within this world. Hmm? There's a Vishnu Loka also within the world hmm? <coughs> rather than in the Paravyom. So it's a little bit of a different status there. So sometimes they they make this point to kind of deal with the, the question that you're you're asking. So uh, it doesn't comprehensively deal with it, but uh, but I mean I mean ultimately these uh, gatekeepers they wanted they sensed that uh, Narayan wanted to uh, taste uh, Virarasa. Mm-hmm. and they're in Dasirasa with Narayan so they couldn't really outwardly do that those are not compatible hmm? there are th- about four different kinds of Virarasa but it's not compatible with Dasirasa some Rasas are compatible with others some are not so they're so so how can how could they they do that so so the whole situation was their earnestness to do that and anyway it was was it's like Narayan realized, I'm feeling I'd, I'd like to taste Virarasa, and, and, and these devotees are understanding it, so wow. Hmm. He's like, 
they're tuned in to me, so to speak. It's very pleasing. So a whole arrangement is made, and the Kumaras can come, and they can be cursed, and so forth and so on. Many lessons to be learned from there, and so many avatars to come you know, out of that, and so forth and so on. Um, so I would imagine that the inhabitants of Baikuntha were fascinated, as we are, by the whole affair. Hmm. Left the gates open for them to come back. <laughs> yes. Um, we were talking about the verse in the sixth chapter in the Buddha class on Wednesday, and um, particularly the verse that Krishna extols his devotee for being able to feel the suffering of others. Hmm. What's, I'm not following. I'm sorry. What's the contradiction? Well, the verses that kind of say, you know, a devotee doesn't feel happiness or distress and suffering or, ha- you know, like that he's reposed in all situations. So there's a lot of verses in the Gita that uh-huh. glorify a devotee in that way. And then in this verse, it's glorifying a devotee being able to feel the suffering of others. It means he's empathetic. He has, he has compassion. Hmm. Versus speaking about the compassionate nature of devotee. What we say is ocean of compassion. The very <coughs> manifestation of Krishna's Kripa Shakti, his grace, his, his compassion. Uh, that is uh, uh, the position of the, of the devotees. So that verse in the Gita extols the virtues of such uh, devotees who can uh, empathize with suffering of others as if it's their own. I mean, that means to say as if it's their own means they can empathize with it because they empathize, you have to kind of go there, right? Huh, I understand how they're feeling. Hmm, hmm. okay, then I'm in a better position to, to help, right? Hmm. Or in whatever the help may be, it may be. Just to, um, if I, if I, if, if if someone is a great devotee and feels empathetic or compassionate towards someone in some situation that's presented to them without doing anything, that person can be immensely benefited. Hmm? You follow? Hmm? Vasudev Dutta wanted to take on the suffering of all people of the world. He wasn't going around saying, can I have your suffering? Can you hit me with that? You know? Can that happen to me now? But, but internally, he wanted to accept it all. He was empathetic. He felt uh, that uh, that he, he he would like to be a solution to that. Just so, just thinking like that, just feeling like that. This Mahaprabhu was very pleased to see his compassionate nature, and uh, it uh, has an effect, right? Well, I mean, I think just to use the example, like a psychologist or psychiatrist has to be equiposed. Still, they can feel the suffering of others. Hmm? They can still be empathetic. They have to be equiposed to be empathetic. If they're not equiposed, then they're going to be following along with them and, you know, not be able to help them. Hmm? So just like you're, you do psychological counseling, you've got to be equiposed. The same, but that doesn't make you um, hard-hearted. That's not what it means towards the, uh, the, the predicaments of others, but in a position to help bring about a remedy. Hmm? Care for them. Hmm? And the devotees care, you know, is for the poor and the rich as well, right? Hmm? Hmm. I mean, Narada Muni, he cared for the sons of Kuvair who were 
um, they weren't suffering. They were skinny dipping with some heavenly damsels and having themselves a time, you know. They were they were uh, intoxicated and and so forth. So, so he made arrangements for for them to take birth in Bruj, hmm? to be w deeply rooted in Bruj, <laughs> as we were talking about last night. <laughs> deeply rooted, <laughs> and they were tall. You know, he said the roots and the Arjuna trees are as deep as the tree is tall. But tall means they could see everything that was going on in the pastimes, so they were well well informed hmm. as well. And they become in Gopal Champu the the storytellers who retell the whole Leela hmm, to the inhabitants of, of Braj, put it in song and and they understood the, even the feelings, the heartbeats of the people and so forth. And so Gopal Champu is a retelling of the whole Prakat Leela on the part of two minstrels who are distant uh, relatives of Nanda Maharaj. Hmm. It's very touching in the point in the book when they come to the, the, the Damodar Leela and I think then it's revealed that they were the trees. Oh, that's how they know. In the previous life, they were the Arjun trees. And now let's see their position. Whoa, I think the Brajbasi is just fascinated, you know. <laughs> what else? Related to what you were just sharing, thank you for that. So, um, so even a blade of grass is an incarnation in in Vrindavan. It's all everything has a soul. In Vrindavan, uh, Vrindavan is uh, we were reading a little bit about it this morning is a, is an ex, is a extension of Krishna himself. It, it is himself in in the form of a of a of a uh, sacred geographical space, if you will. So the Jamuna is his central nervous system and uh, so forth, he describes. So um, the, the, the sand is, you know, every grain of sand is his chintamani and it's a way of speaking about it that um, makes it an attractive place to go to. So it's all uh, spiritual. Mm. Yeah. Just to drive home clarity for me, because I'm simple. Uh, all the grass is actually Krishna. It's not a jiva incarnated in a like. It's not a jiva like the trees were to Kabara's sons, and they were born as trees. <laughs> all the grass. They you hear the saints say, "Oh, if I could just be a blade of grass." I see. Born and is is that what everything is there? Is it all <laughs> people that? were human and then they ended up in that Leela and there are now all the leaves and bees and everything is people like you know like Jeevan? And no, not all of them. Ah, but some is Krishna's body like Govardhan. Some people they engage in an Upanishadic form of meditation called Ahangopasanam. Ahangopasanam. It's self worship. That's not necessarily a negative thing because the self is worshipable, it's an atma, and so forth. But there's a form of self-worship that in, in which one worships or meditates on, for example, a resident of the lo of the dam, hmm, as if it's myself. I am Nanda. I am Subal. Hmm? Rupa Goswami says this kind of meditation you shouldn't do because you can't get the kind of bhakti rasa that I'm teaching about here from that. Hmm? But Vishnu Chakritakur and Ujbal Nilmani explains that um, there, are, there are those who follow the inhabitants of Vrindavan in the way, for example, that the Goswamis have explained, and they become gopas or gopis. And, and so forth, and then there are those who um, who um, worship Krishna, but they don't follow 
in any way any of the inhabitants. So they don't attain Braja. And then there are those who follow in the way of a Hungrapasana by identifying with a blade of grass in Vrindavan, the trees of Vrindavan, or, 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 or something like that. And they merge with the trees, with cows, with other features of the Dham, hmm? and somehow reside there. But they're not tasting bhakti rasa that, that Gaudi Vaishnava is giving, but they're there. Hmm? Um, so, um, so some could be hmm, like that, or or the Dham is, uh, it's not like some person became Gobert on Hill, hmm, for example, other than Vishnu himself. Hmm, or, uh, so the Dham is non-different from him, and um, it's not necessarily, you know, every 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 jiva, every every blade of grass, every grain of sand is not. Uh, um, it's maybe maybe conscious sandini, hmm, some bits, but not a jiva that's become to to enter there as a jiva. There's a way. Hmm? And the way is given through different sampradayas, like through the Balaba sampradaya, you can enter there. Through the Nimbarka sampradaya, you can enter. Through the Nagodiya sampradaya, you can enter there. And you have to see how those schools offer an entry point hmm, and where. Hmm. So our school offers a particular entry point. It's coming to us through Gora Nityananda Prabhu. Hmm. So there's a Sakurasa entry point. There's a Madhurya Rasa opportunity. So that's why I say we've we, we taken a picture of Braj, but it's focused in a certain place. There's other areas that are a little blurry. They're out, you know, they're there, but they're not the focus of the camera or the lens of the Goswamis. Hmm? Right? So, you know, let's say you want to attain Vatsalya Rasa. You don't want to become a cow in Braj. They have some Vatsalya Rasa, but the full measure of Vatsalya Rasa will be played out in a human-like form in Brajalila. Hmm. Anyway. Um, yeah. What else? And that's for the Balabha Sambhadaya. Yeah. You had mentioned a couple weeks ago that the Gopal Mantra is presided over by Durga. He said that the that the the Gopal mantra is presided over by Durga. Did I talk about that? Well, Durga is another name for Radha. That's one one way to look at that. Durga, difficult to go from, difficult to go to, hmm. place difficult to get out of. But it's, it's even if you get out, it's it's difficult to get to the shelter of Radha. Comparatively, so um, um, you know that that said. Um, also, uh, Durga is a to use Prabhupada's analogy. Uh, you have Mamaya of Yoga Maya. You have electrical energy can heat or can cool. Hmm? So you have a Durga and you have a you have a Radha or you know, and, and they're uh, they're 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 coming from the same. Hmm. There's this interesting parallel, I should say. It's interesting between the Maya Shakti and the Sarup Shakti. As different as they are, there's there's some compared to us. We're like in the middle. We're like you know nowhere. But the, the, the Maya Shakti and so you have all these goddesses, for example. You have the, the material Lakshmi of sorts, and material Saraswati, and then you have Divya Saraswati, Divya Lakshmi. So the gods, the goddesses, they are, they, they are partial manifestations of the original and highest, fullest forms of, for example, uh, Shaktis of Bhagwan, hmm, the goddess Radha, for example. Um, so, in one sense, that Durga is a face of, of Radha for a particular purpose. Hmm? She looks a lot different there with that 
<laughs> that trident, right? But she has the same purpose in mind, pushing you towards Krishna. No. So there's a, there's a difference, but there's a, there's a, a similarity too. So, um, yeah, from the Tantra then, this idea is, is found, and we find in Brihad Bhagavatamrita that the, that uh, that uh, the Mathura Brahman, right, he was a worshiper of the goddess, and the goddess gave him the mantra and told him where to go, and and went to Mathura, and then from on he went to Braj, and then he met his Guru Gopakumar and Janasharma, and he, he followed him, and so forth. So there's also the example there in the uh, uh, that uh, prayer go, by Gubind, song by Govindadas, Bajahure Mana, said that he was a, actually a devotee of Durga. Hmm. But um, she understood that he what he wanted was something that she couldn't give, so she said, you should worship Govinda, Nanda Nanda, you should be Govindadas, you should worship Nandanandan Krishna, by which, hmm, uh, which is affected by human form and sadhusanga, and then thereby you can cross over the ocean of material suffering that I'm overseeing here, something like that. So she sent him in that that uh, direction. So we have a couple of examples. Hmm. Um, you know, you have. Um, the gopis, the kumaris, I should say, young unmarried gopis, younger than Radha and her her group, um, that um, uh, in Bhagavatam, uh, their marriage has not been arranged or thought about. They thought about it themselves and they decide they want to marry Krishna, so they go to the uh, Jamuna and there Brindadevi appears on the scene and gives them the mantra hmm, to um, and and the goddess Katyayani they fashion out of earth placed there and she gives them the mantra to worship Katyayani with a desire to get Krishna as their husband right hmm. so there's a couple ways that that can be thought about how can Katyayani give Krishna give 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 you give you that Hmm? Right. So one of the answers to that in Leela is that when it was all over, their vow vow was over. What happened? Hmm? Krishna himself came and gave it. Krishna himself, in other words, they were praying to Katyayani to get Krishna as their husband. Hmm? Katyayani could have manifested and said, "Yes, I'm pleased with your vow. He, you will marry him. It's all arranged." But she didn't do that. Krishna himself came. Because Katyayani couldn't give that. <laughs> Krishna himself came and then arranged a, Gand- a Gandharva marriage with them. They were married, and, that, and he said, We'll consummate this soon enough, which has come around a year or so, and it was the Rasulila, and they were there too. So, And it said in some of the commentaries that on that day, the last day of the vow, Radharani and others accompanied them hmm, for bathing, and that's the day Krishna came, of course. The other way that it can be looked at, of course, is that Katyayani is 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 it it's the it's the it's the Yoga Maya form of Katyayani rather than the Mahamaya form. Like at the bottom of the uh Radha Govinda temple in Vrindavan, Rupa Goswami's temple, you go down the stairs into the there's a cave like in the bottom there's the, there's the deity of Durga Yoga Maya. Hmm? You have another example of um, uh, Subhadra, right? Hmm. So she shows herself to Kamsa as the goddess Durga Kali and appearing in different places in the world and and freaks him out, right? Hmm? And then that all collapses and she's and she marries Arjuna. So who's married to Arjuna? Hmm? Is it uh, Kali, or or is it is it it's a form of uh, internal energy, right? So, like like hot and cold is functioning in different ways, and so that's how you, how to think about it. That help?
Well, I I don't know how to. You know, you you have deities that preside over all kinds of things. You're asking me how do they preside? They preside. They, you know, <laughs> there's a deity over everything. Yeah. So uh, so they should be taken into consideration. I mean, we don't really do the Durga Puja, but you can worship the Yoga Maya. Something like that. What else? Yeah, what's the time? 7.45? He has been here. Krishna isn't what? Well, isn't present in the sense that as he goes along, he, he becomes more like Radha. And Radha's kind of not present. So is there a... At the same time, when you hear about him, they're all very happy when they're in each other's company. But is there some notice of Krishna? Krishna's desire is being fulfilled. How could you not be happy? Yeah. He's becoming Radha. Gorlila is successful. Everyone in Gorlila must be happy. Now we can all go back and <laughs> problem solved. <laughs> something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Look, you know, we can't we can't quite think our way into the Lila. <laughs> we, we have to chant our way in. Shri Shri Gaurada Madhava Ki Jai. Yeah.